Hey, welcome to Best Buy. How are you doing, sir? Oh, fuck. Uh, hey, how are you, man? Just taking a look around. Just looking at some audio stuff, yeah. Thanks. What brings you into the store? Uh, yeah, I just said, uh, just looking around, just looking at some audio stuff. Oh, you're looking at speakers, uh, you're looking at fuck. Sonos, you're looking at Bose, you're looking at Klipschish. Uh, sorry, what, what, what was the last one? Bose, Klipschish. What the fuck? You mean Klipsch? Klipschish. No, nah, I think you're pronouncing it wrong, bro. It's it's Klipsch Audio. Uh, excuse me, sir. I've been working here for three and a half months. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I well, I think they only you know started releasing product like a week ago, so maybe you just got misinformed. It's called Klipsch Audio. Dude, are you listening to me? Klipsch. Uh, are you you sure? You like it could be Clips Audio, maybe, 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 but I'm pretty sure it's Klipsch, bro. This is no push a T. This is Klipsch. Oh, you bang with push T? Yeah, bro, you bang with them too? Yeah, man, I kind of bang with them. It's pretty sick, huh? Yeah, push these kind of sick. Anyway, sorry. Listen, Klipsch, bro. Say it with me. Klipsch. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? It's Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka the Tamil Hemingway, aka Lil Poopy Dirt, aka Demar DeBrosen, aka um, man, uh, I don't know what's going on today. And I'm with my boy Navek. It's Navek, aka Navape, aka Mr. Rum to your girl, say hello to the runaway, aka the Thelma Tyrese, aka Big Seon, aka Mr. Look Me in the Eye when you see me on the floor. And we have a guest here today. Repeat offender, Josh, aka, aka photographer extraordinaire, aka, yo, plug him with your Instagram real quick. Aka Neglectful. Check out Neglect, Neglectful. Spelled out for these people. I want people to pull up your Instagram yeah, so, while they're um, listening right now. Um, yeah, so I, I just don't know how to use vowels, apparently. So uh, it's spelled N-G-L-C-T-F-U-L. Uh, U is not a vowel. That's U okay. U is wrong. Fuck if it. If you think so. Just, just to let you know. Facts. Um, yeah, if you want a more personal look into my life, remember me high. But uh, that's exclusive access only. Okay, invite only. I need to see valid ID at the door. Great. It's big. This is this is new new uh, technique for hot dog folks. So we're gonna get people to to invest in our guests early on. We're gonna plug them as soon as we have the chance to. So then this way, you know, people can enjoy, you know, our guests' work while they're enjoying our work at the same time. You know, two treats at the same time. Two treats at the same goddamn time. Hopefully, people can split their attention because we matter too. It's like a McDonald's McFlurry. Mm. I love it when I. <laughs> Sorry, what? When I have a McDonald's McFlurry. Why? <laughs> Go ahead, please. <laughs> please elaborate for the people right now. What? I'm just eating some chicken joy that can be found. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? That can be found at Kingston and Lawrence. On a scale of one to ten, how blitzed? How blitzed are you right now? Sir, I'm at a strong zero. What I can say is that when I'm eating some chicken joy, I just feel like I'm a 10 do overall. Ex- do you want to explain wherever I am, plugging, I'm 10. Why you're plugging chicken joy right now? But they're just so delicious. Like, sometimes you can't avoid... It's like, you know, when you heard, like, a certain album, right? Okay. You go around telling people about it. When you eat a piece of chicken, you go around telling people about it. Well, I don't know. I usually so, so would you say chicken joy is the best chicken you've eaten? I know it's the best chicken I've only eaten, 
Ever. So Nivek's on one. I'm on one. Josh is on one too. It's great. We're all here. Uh, Josh and Nivek uh, bought some chicken joy before coming on the podcast, and uh, they were extremely disappointed for um, a variety of reasons. Yeah. So, I mean, fast food chicken. I'm gonna say it's hard to come by. I know everybody's like, oh, Popeyes is kind of like the favorite. Right. Um, I'm a huge fan of Popeyes. Really? Personal opinion. Um, it's good chicken. Um, but I just feel like tremendous shit, like maybe like 30 minutes after I eat it almost every time. Um, saying that I'm kind of craving some Popeyes. Um, however, their biscuits are absolutely delicious. <laughs> yeah, biscuits are crazy. Um, so, yeah. And it's just it's just like ch- fried chicken in general is, mm. tends to be extremely oily. Uh, oily. So... That's why Popeyes falls a little bit lower on the scale, but you also have to remember, like, uh, fast food fried chicken is not necessarily the most common thing in the world, right? You can, you, there's like two major places: you, it's KFC or Popeyes. And That's then, the major contenders. Yeah, and then other than that, like, I don't know where you're. Mary Brown's to. trash. Chicken Joy trash. Dude, don't look at me like that, Navig. Mary Brown's is trash. I've never had. I've never even heard of Mary Brown. Don't what try, it, man. Don't try. It. Um, it's really not. So yeah, really Chicken bad. Joy oh. wouldn't put on the worst end of my spectrum, personally. Wow. Um, it's just like. You know, you can tell it's not like, like it's not like white people chicken, so it's not like s- extremely salty mm-hmm. and like um, almost like, like it looks like it's steamed. I guess yes. that's what it's poached. Um, yeah, poached that's chicken. that's a good word. Poached chicken. Um, is just all but then it's also not like black people chicken, which I would say is more more Popeyes. Um, yeah, it's more Popeyes esque, okay. uh, crispy, uh, really buttery, hella oily, because you know they, you love it that way. Um, I feel like Chicken Joy is like the smack dab middle, right? It's not oily. It doesn't seem like it's poached. Um, chicken's, the skin looks like KFC skin, but it's actually crispy. Mm. Um, there's no salt on it. Uh, the fries have no salt. The, fry, the fries are like, those potatoes came out the ground like probably five minutes before I got them, honestly. Pomme de terre. Yeah, as we so go. Those, those were fresh. <laughs> well, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm really sure it was so bad. No, Josh just had a bad time. You know, it's just off day. <laughs> this is like, LeBron doesn't win every time. He doesn't win every game, you know? He doesn't kill it, triple-double every game. Sometimes he hits, sometimes he doesn't. This is just an L for Chicken Joy. Next time, they'll probably bring us back up. I don't know, man. Put some salt on the chicken. Maybe <laughs> add some key seasoning to your french fries, i.e. the salt. <laughs> Cayenne. <laughs> Cayenne's also Cayenne. pretty key. Uh, I'm surprised, man. Yeah, Popeye's 100% has got to be key for me, number one. I mean, obviously in terms of chains, um, but there's a lot of really good places in the city, particularly. Um, I'm almost afraid to shut them out because the ones that I... The, there's two places in particular, one in the West End, one right in the downtown, mm. that are super good, but also dead empty. So one, I almost, I'm too afraid to tell people because I don't want to be crowded the next time I go there. I want to be the only person. I want to be eating my fried chicken alone. And two... On the contrary, I'm also afraid that the next time I'm going to pull up, it's going to be closed because no one else is eating there besides me and maybe like six other people. Um, so maybe, you know, hit me up at Krishna Chris if you're trying to find out these spots and I'll tell you secretly because I'm being a bum. Dude, you got to tell them. I can't, man. I can't. I can't tell. I can't say it publicly, man. I'm just not ready. Can you send it to me via text and then I tweet it out? Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. That way I feel less guilty about it. Um, but Josh, man, we wanted to, we wanted to pull you back on the show, talk uh, talk about how you've been since the last time we spoke to you. Talk about what you've been up to. Tell um, us, uh, tell us, man, what's uh, what's going on right now? Life's an interesting thing. Uh, 
I cut out all my hair. Um, which, I mean, cosmetically to you people listening to this means you fucking jack off because <laughs> you didn't know I had long hair. Yeah, word. <laughs> so, you know, just need to give you that meaningless update so you Thank realize you, how important it is to have me here. So you're welcome. Nivek, who is this meaningless? What was this meaningless update sponsored by? Brought to you, brought to us by? Uh, I know it's brought to you by Chicken Joy. Still great chicken. Hit the, hit the keywords, man. What are the keywords that Tony said? They said, say delicious. Delicious, divine, sweet. Good stuff. Dope. Go ahead, please. I totally lost my train of thought. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a beautiful advertisement. That was a bad Just, idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, life's, life's got really interesting. Um, last time I was on here, uh, I'm pretty sure we talked a good amount about, like, you know, the fact that I do photography. Um, man, actually, a lot of things in, I would say, more recent times have changed so drastically mm-hmm. in comparison to last time I was here. I'd, I'd say if I was on here a week ago, it'd probably just be like, oh, yeah, slight little catch-up, but, like, uh, it was kind of good timing mm-hmm. that I, that uh, for me to be on the show, so that's kind of cool. I remember last time I was on here, I'm pretty sure I told a story about how I uh, met my, well, at the time, current girlfriend, and it's actually been, like, a couple of days out from uh, us kind of going our separate ways. God damn, man. Um, so... I was talking to Navik like in like slightly about it while we were in the car, um, and the reason that I was comfortable enough to bring it up on the show was because I don't necessarily uh, feel like it's something to mourn. Mm. Uh, it was not necessarily done mutually, but by the end of the kind of like you know that last conversation you have with that person, um, I felt like I was in a good place for the future. Right. I feel like that person was in a good place for the future because um, we kind of both lost sight of like certain things within ourselves, dedicating so much of ourselves to each other. Right. Right. Um, that like we just like we're not actually soaking in the time we we're taking with each other. You know what I mean? It was just like going through routine. You know, like fitting through the masses and. Um, I'm not saying that it's a guarantee going forward that like uh, me and her may have another crack at it, um, but it's definitely a possibility. And like you know, I still got in like one of uh, my best friends out of it, so that's mm-hmm. definitely a good thing. I feel like um, a lot of people don't build a relationship on the friendship first because you have to realize eventually all that intimacy kind of you know withers um, and loses its its that spark that really like you know got you going at first. Um, and if you're not friends with the person that <clears throat> you're ultimately trying to, like, you know, spend your life with, then um, what happens, you know, just like what happens when that intimacy, like, actually does disappear, right? You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure when you're 50, um, you're not going to be, like, you know, uh, waking neighbors uh, with uh, loud, hollering moans <laughs> of uh, pure sexual endeavor. Um so pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you gotta you gotta have something to talk hey about man, at that point. Who so. knows, man? I'm sure this 50 year olds just yeah. So um, I don't know if she's gonna be able to listen to this or not. Uh, hey. Don't don't I, like she knows I'm here. Um, cause like you know I'm still talking around and off. You don't nice. just like cut off a connection that you have with a person right. like that just like that. You know. So um yeah, that was very interesting because I remember the story that like when I told it on here. I'm yeah, sure for it was sure. Very, uh, it's very. I made it sound very Disney. Absolutely. Very, very magical, whatever. So that that's definitely changed. Um, I'm pretty sure I talked about the fact that I worked at a vape shop, um, but things have grown a lot more 
in terms of like my position there. Right. Um, our head graphic designer has gone away, so I'm doing like entire graphic design mode. No way. What's that been like? Um, it's taught me a lot in terms of uh, meeting deadlines, um, but especially being able to uh, self-learn how to use a medium because um, I went from just kind of doing like prep work, like maybe like you know finding this, doing descriptions, maybe just adding stuff to the site, and now um, I'm like legitimately designing everything from scratch. So like wow. a new product comes in the store, boss is like, okay, this needs to like we need a poster for it. You know what I mean? Um, so I have a certain amount of dimensions, and I have like this theme kind of to like stick with it. And there's like a certain style that it has to asphyxiate to. Of course. So um, it's a lot of manipulating because you're taking like you know say like any old product, actually taking a photo and then cutting it out and manipulating it into another background, right? And I've seen people do it before on Photoshop and um, thought it was like, oh my God, like years away from where I could ever achieve. And then um, you just like really push yourself because you know that like your well, job depends on like being able to perform. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot in a very small amount of time. So um, I I'm very like happy about that, that yeah. uh, you know, uh, I can learn through what I'm actually supposed to be doing rather than, um, you know, maybe sitting in a classroom like most people, which I will be doing in September, not to hate. Mm -hmm. um, but rather than sitting in a classroom and having someone just like kind of break it down from point A to B to C, you know what I mean? Not everybody learns like that. Yep. Um, and that's something I picked up pretty recently. Picked up a camera pretty recently. So, right on. Uh, when I was on here last, I did not own a camera. Um, so now I actually am able to take some more shots and you think that it would uh you know inspire you to like post more yeah but i feel like now that i actually have a camera i post even less really um because i have so much material on ice like you need time to edit it because um oh god you just want it to look as pretty as possible right of course, the whole yeah. reason taking the photo is trying to make it look as pretty as possible um so yeah all the time that it takes to edit but then at the same time you want to post at a particular time if you guys want some instagram 101 uh, not that you should care because Instagram is pretty bullshit <laughs> and uh, you should focus your life on like, you know, taking your medium to the absolute maximum, whatever it may be. Right. Instagram is not necessarily the outlet that's going to like gain you all the love and money that you need in the world. Yeah. Um, but if you want some Instagram knowledge, posting at particular times during the day will really change the volume of people that your content reaches. Um, so, for example... Uh, s certain like depending on the type of account that you have you obviously appeal to different demographics um, I just do like a lot of street and lifestyle photography that's just personal I think right um, so I find that my like hot hours to post are like you know 6 o'clock uh, 8 o'clock 9 um, so if you post in these certain time windows you really reach a lot more of a demographic uh, like your main followers those people that like you know kind of keep up with instagram but also keep up with your content yeah um we'll get to see it because they're probably on at those prime times for you in the first place okay. um, but then you end up catching so much more people that are similar to that group that already like your stuff right and obviously hashtagging um actually does a fuck ton uh, in terms of getting your shit out to the right people yeah yeah, I would have never taken that in, to be honest with you. I mean, I suppose I understood the concept from the start, but I mean, I see it a lot now, and it makes sense, but uh, mm -hmm. it's a foreign concept to me from the jump. It's something you have to keep up with. It's not necessarily the most amount of work in the world, but yeah. it's very tedious. 
You know what I mean? Especially when you're doing everything on your phone, right? It just seems like so much more of a chore than, say, like sitting on a laptop and being able to like move the mouse and click the keys. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's personally just like Instagram. But, um, yeah. That's that's about all the spectrum of things right now. Of course. Um, design had to take kind of a backseat for a while, personally, as like, you know, I'm doing so much for the company I work for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I don't necessarily have the time as much. Um, but, you know, li- life will give me my opportunity. And for sure. To reboot and for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. It seems like you've uh, had a bit of a journey the past little week or so, too. So, anyway, thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for oh, yeah, no coming problem. along for um, the ride, man. Yeah. Uh, I guess, like, everybody deals with their own things differently, mm. right? I've had uh, my portion to mourn. Feel like there's not so much to mourn right. um, because I'm still on good terms with that person. Yeah, I uh, would still very much say that uh, I love her, so uh, I have nothing against her. Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. for the best, right? Um, I just feel like it's one of those situations you really look like it's the right person, but not necessarily the right time, right? Mm. Um, there's a lot of different variables I won't necessarily get into that uh, obviously made that change, yeah. but. Um, I think if we ever are to have a chance, I have to, like we have to grow as individuals first. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's that's just personally how I look at it. Um, trying to be mature about it and and not make a huge stink of it. You know, what I mean? life does move on. Um, so just gotta be delicate and take care of yourself, right? At the end of the day, you spend the most time with yourself. That's right. right. So if you're not gonna take care of yourself, who else is going to do it for you? So, yeah, man. Yeah. Some self care one on one right there. Mm-hmm take a bubble bath once a month yeah you know you just need to sit and soak in your own bubbly wet dirt for like 30 minutes and it'll make you feel really nice don't get anything clean but it'll make you feel really nice bath and body works hit us up man they need that i don't take baths i don't take naps yeah i want one of those cactus avocado bath bombs bath bombs i was about to say that Mm -hmm. you you never tried one i actually have never tried unibake uh, I did. Nice. What was it like? Now, quick question before you go on. Do you, uh, when you drop the bath bomb in there, are you already in the water or you put it in there before you get in the water? You throw it in the water. It was weird, actually, because I bought it and then I, so I drained the water, put the water in the tub. I just threw the bath bomb in and I watched. I didn't go in the bathtub. Did you throw it in or did you toss it in? Did you uh, roll it in? Oh, well, I threw it. Like... <laughs> I picture like you tossing a, it like a fucking baseball. Yeah, I was from just like, thinking from like a meter away. Up for like a <laughs> just splashing shit everywhere. So I cricket through that. <laughs> Kablam! That bath bomb into the tub. And I just saw it really glow, you know? Mm. That's about it. Damn. And then I drained it. I took a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't lie in my own filth, you know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Please, uh... Hit us up on our Curious Cat, uh, curiouscat.me, but forward slash high top flip flops. Tell us what you think uh, some routines for good self care are um, on top of uh, bath bombs here. Let's, uh, let's jump into some, uh, some, some heated topics that, according to Navek and Josh, took place prior to, uh, prior to this recording. Thanks for including me, guys. You're welcome. We're yeah. going to talk about it now that I'm here. Please, guys, tell me uh, what's uh, what's been grinding your gears. So we're discussing the latest Tyler the Creator album. Okay. Yes. So so for before because uh, Nivik and Chris have had the opportunity to listen to the album in full. That's right. Um, and really soak in 
uh, the music. I've heard it in spurts. I do enjoy the album as much as I've heard it so mm -hmm. far. Um, and I would say I've already had a favorite track from everything that I've listened to, but I don't think I've fully taken in the album. So they have that advantage. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, Tyler, the creator released an album titled Scumfuck Flower Boy on July 21st. Hurts to say a little bit, but at the same time, it feels good to say. Uh, yeah, it was an album that Navik and I had the chance to listen to together for the most part. And um, yeah, I'm curious to know uh, what you think. The album is an absolute classic. It's a certified classic, actually. And I say this so quick because it's, it's Monday. It came out on Friday. I say this so quick because first listen like, got me. That production, that production's like beyond what he's ever done before. Like nothing close to what he's done. And then the, um, the guests are just like, they just fit perfectly, right? They all fit. There's not, there's not one bad uh, guest verse or, or bad sung line, you know? Um, and he asked me, like, what, what song do I dislike? Josh did. And yeah, Josh did. And uh, I don't dislike any songs. They're all, they're all great. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> so. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And then I, um, I asked him, what song do you dislike from Blonde? Yeah. So, uh, the Blonde relevance uh, of Blonde, Blonde Ocean, it goes back right. a lot. I, I'm a very big Frank Ocean fan for uh, those that may not know so that's why this question just kind of arose out the gutter um and as Navik states and i do agree with blonde and most of frank ocean's work are one of those things that you kind of ask a person about like well after it's released yeah. because it's one of those things that you just kind of traversely listen through uh, a long a very long period of time and um sometimes those songs that don't necessarily mean something grow to have a meaning right um you know as you kind of uh give it its own life with the experiences that you feel through um and i get hailed for this a lot but um personally my least favorite track on blonde was uh, obviously excluding the skits um was white ferrari which a lot of people i've heard uh, claim is like their absolute favorite track mm. um so do you have anything to say about that <laughs> before i defend myself here dude this does not make any sense that song is wonderful <laughs> Like, I'm gonna come clean. Like, the first time I heard that song, I was with um, my dude, uh, Maynan, and I was like slapping him. I was, like, I was slapping his chest. And I was like, Yo, are you listening to this? Like, <laughs> where this else were you slapping him? Oh, it was just the chest area, okay. but you know, um, shout out to all the areas. And so, and so I was like, Yo, what are you doing? And then, um, wait, was, you were saying to him, Yo, what are you doing? I, I was or was like, Maynan saying, Yo, what no, the I was like, are, are you listening to this? Because it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I don't know, when you're driving and you're just um, hearing that, that ending bit. Uh, what's his name? Who's who's singing that bit? Um, that, that last bit. I know um, Vampire Weekend dude is on that song. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I remember talking to you about thinking it was Bonnie Vera this whole time who sings that second half. Is it him? Um, I don't think so. I, don't I know, just I th thought it was. Him Maybe or James Blake? definitely not james blake because there's, no, there's no british accent i thought it was bon ah whatever it's irrelevant now oh, okay. we'll just look at the mean, credits and, and uh be embarrassed but go ahead please mm -hmm. yeah and it's just such a such a feel for that song you know i think yeah, it's my favorite song on that on the album on the whole project the whole project yeah. okay it's incredible so, so here's my personal beef with uh, white ferrari um as a song it's not a bad song like i haven't nothing against the song overall but like if you ask like if i kind of dislike the song 
it was the one song I had a problem with, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like to open up the song, like it, it, it progresses so well and like grows into a really beautiful piece by the end. But it takes, I feel, a lot to get to that point of that song where I'm really like, okay, I'm really in tune with the song at this point. Um, the chorus portion, particularly, I feel like his choice of like tone or harmony or whatever the proper musical um, term is yeah. for it. Um, just like it didn't hook me the same way that like any other Frank Ocean hook would. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think of any other Frank Ocean song, right? And there's just one point of that song where it just like hooks me and I'm like immediately locked in. And she was within the first minute, right? Whereas White Ferrari, I feel like it takes a really long way to get to that point where it wants to lock me in and I kind of like, I don't have the interest to make it to that point, right? Gotcha. Especially because Frank Ocean, for me, is one of those artists that you just put on and leave. Right. Um, so, not necessarily that I don't like the song, but like, out of all the Frank Ocean songs I've heard, it's definitely the one that's like, on the lower spectrum. You're willing to skip it, I suppose, on the... Yeah, on the I, like, depending on my mood, I would be willing to skip yeah. it Ferrari. So what, like, what songs on Blonde do kind of have what you're saying that... Not, um, yeah, just I'm mm-hmm. kind of captivated you, I suppose. So, Siegfried, in my opinion, is like absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, the vocals, the choice of like you know instruments, and like the whole way that they produce the the beat for that song is phenomenal. Like it just takes you kind of on a ride, especially as like someone that smokes a lot. It's a great high song. <laughs> um, cool. So that's just another song I enjoy a lot, which is actually Nivik's reverse point to me saying that White Ferrari is not a song I enjoy that much. Um, was he said Skyline 2 was probably his least favorite song off of um, Blonde. And I think that song was so essential to the album right. and one of the main reasons that it gripped me the way that it did. Mm. Um, I feel like that night, obviously being able to hear Andre 3000 just by himself annihilate like just this random piano. Yeah. Beat. Oh my God. Very random. Beat. Oh yeah. Andre Three Stacks, um, the most underrated rapper of all time. If someone can show me a song where Andre 3000 has had a bad verse, you will have blown my mind for the rest of my life. Yeah. I've never heard one. So. That's a good point. I tried to do that too. I couldn't. Nothing. <laughs> you tried to. It's like, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. But yeah, did you like Skyline too? Um, is it my favorite song off the project? I would say no. Uh, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Frank Ocean is like, um, I, I don't know how to describe it. I guess when listening to him, I'm always keen to one, find out who are the people that he's collaborating with kind of like on the, on the, you know, on the underbelly, the people oh, that yeah, aren't necessarily, yeah. Cause it's, it's a, it's, he just uses other people's voices like an instrument. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing to see how he manipulates that to just work with what he's already trying to lay down. It's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's always like a, a root system, like a very, mm-hmm. very, very intense kind of root system underground that uh, he's got going on. Um, so for me, the the song, uh, yeah, my favorite song on it is probably Godspeed. Um, one, just a big James Blake fan, and um, I knew James Blake was on the project to what capacity. I wasn't sure. Um, and without kind of like reading into the individual credits for every song, I heard Godspeed and I knew that he was on that song immediately, just due to the chord progressions. Um, and for that reason, it's um, you know it's almost like I liked the song because I knew of James Blake influences. But uh, regardless, yeah, super super good song. Um, you know, some artists 
you know, very evidently will uh, use like gospel sounds, you know, throughout their music, whether it plays like a large part in their life or not. I'm not too sure. You know, Daniel Caesar is like a great example of someone who yeah has a lot of gospel Daniel influence. Daniel Caesar has a lot of significance in my life. Yeah, um, I would say he is kind of like the closest thing to a Frank Ocean in terms of like artist influence when it comes to like R and B because like you have like what i would say this generation considers r&b which is like what the weekend does or even like what um bryson tiller does and i'll yeah. say to an extent yes but then like like true r&b is just like you know being able to take your voice and do so much with it you know yeah. what i mean it goes beyond just you know being kind of like love songs or like about women um there's just like just a soft and like beautiful feel to it that yeah, like, you know kind of grips you and and gets on your more vulnerable side, you know what I mean? Like, right. you listen to hip-hop, and you, it's kind of like one emotion. It's just like straight energy, right? A right. lot. Um, or listening to a story, right? Um, that's hip-hop's thing, right? And then you listen to, like, trap music, like, trap rap, and, you, and like, electronic music. It's just all, like, kind of banging your head, right, at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, um, if you can tell, if you can legitimately tell me the first, like, ten words that Playboy Cardi says on Magnolia, I will applaud you. Go ahead, Navig. In New York, I'm Millie Rock. How many words is that? Hide it in my sock. Wow. That's a perfect 10. <laughs> Round of applause. Thanks a lot, Navig. Hey, Playboy Cardi, he's he's coming up. <laughs> I th- he's going to be remember. Jay-Z said, did he say Playboy Cardi um, kind of uh, influenced his new album? Well, he's like one of like fucking 800 names. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> just spewed out. Yeah, I mean, my favorite, my favorite tweet amongst that series. Sorry for those who don't know. Uh, very briefly after releasing his album, or prior to, I can't remember. Jay Z just like tweeted out with like very poor grammar, just like every person who somehow played a part in influencing or inspiring the album. Uh, super funny because um, amongst or amidst just like putting all this out, there's like one tweet. Where he's just like, I'm not drunk, y'all, I swear. Which is <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part. Because I'm sure leading up to that, everyone would be like, yo, Jay, are you like by yeah, yourself yeah, sipping like on like Virginia Black right now? Yeah, he's all just dumb himself <laughs> like a bottle by himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but uh, yeah, yeah, Daniel Caesar for sure. Massive, massive, massive. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy who's, as I was kind of saying, the gospel influence is very, very relevant. Um, whereas with a guy like Frank Ocean, you kind of hear the gospel influence. Just like I'm, I'm talking exclusively from like a like chord progression use. Yeah. Like the two songs that you hear the most are on solo and on Godspeed. Just as just the chord progressions that he chooses. You know, very, 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 very gospel. Um, but to answer your question, Godspeed is probably my favorite. Um, what comes next? I'm not sure. Do I think it's a perfect album? Do you guys think it's a perfect album? I think it is. Yeah? yeah. How about you? Well, I guess, you know, if, <laughs> with the exception of White Ferrari. Well, no. But, like, even with White Ferrari part of that album, that album is absolutely perfect. Yeah? But, I mean, because I think it's also at the point that White Ferrari hits, I understand what, like, its point and significance, like, especially with placement. Yeah. Because um, Frank Ocean is one of those guys that you can tell that, like, he, he doesn't just care about the co- like the content that he puts in that album, but also there's a very specific order that's supposed to be in, you know what I mean? It's supposed to feel like an emotional ride all the way through. Yeah. Listen to Channel Orange, listen to Nostalgia Ultra, and, like, from top to bottom, you'll go from, like, feeling, like, probably, like, happy to all degree to, like, just... Oh my god like the pits of all like you know emotion like mm. you just feel like the, 
the base sad like feel it'll bring up things that you hadn't necessarily thought about in some time yeah. that may still strike a nerve with you um and that's something that i love about frank ocean he's done so much in such little like volume right you know what i mean it is very quality over quantity mm. and that's why the demand is so high and like people speak in such a such a high, high with, merit. with yeah with yeah. such high praise I suppose. exactly like brad pitt had listened to frank ocean for the first time like last year and like talked like in several paragraphs about uh the influence he thinks frank ocean has on him he's like it, it's just so beautiful and pure mm. like he's like it just like i want to take it and protect it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like oh yeah. And wasn't uh, wasn't he with him very recently at uh, FYF festival or something yes, like that? Yes, 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 he was. Right. Now they put right um, Brad Pitt visuals on the screen. Um, well, Frank Ocean sang. Oh was, yeah. 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 I can't remember what song specifically. I think it might have been White Ferrari. No way. Yeah. There you have it. Uh, let's talk perfect albums for a little bit. Off the top, can you guys think of some albums that you will argue until your deathbed that you know are perfect albums? You mentioned so I mentioned uh, "Sevilla Devil" by Isaiah Rashad, one of the most slept-on albums I think ever. Mm. You can put on that. That's one of those albums. Like I know people fall accustomed to this all the time. You're going to go change a song like in the same album, and then like you see the song you want and accidentally tap something else instead. This is one of those albums that when you do that, you don't end up changing the song that you've accidentally tapped. This album is so perfect end to end, from like top to bottom, the way it flows. You know what I mean? It feels like it goes from like a lot of energy to like a very tranquil state, but it has this like very consistent vibe it creates all the way throughout. Like I think uh, the way that Isaiah Rashad captures your attention is by keeping you very calm and just me. It's like everything's gonna be all right. You know, just mm -hmm. very vibe heavy type yep. of album. So that's one I mentioned for sure. Um, Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Yep. I was not a Kendrick fan until that album, and I listened to that album so long. Yeah. And every single song has such great significance. Yeah. Um, a lot of Kanye albums, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I was a big Kanye fan growing up. Christian OJ by Wiz Khalifa. Right. I don't think really? people realize how well done yeah you gotta get into this because i feel like most people are never or would never even consider talking about i okay I will, i'll give a lot of the reason that i decided to smoke weed for the first time <laughs> to, to, to wiz khalifa because i listened to him a lot no way um but it was funny because like at the time i started listening to hip-hop for me personally it was like r&b had died off and that was kind of the genre i, I like based my entire interest in okay and then, like hip-hop seemed to be the thing around like that people were talking about and uh, I only knew really, really knew of Drake because he kind of sung and that appealed mm -hmm. to me. Um, but then I saw a lot of people talking about Wiz Khalifa and like just small breaths and like he hadn't even blown up yet. I'm thinking like because I know nothing about hip hop, Wiz Khalifa is like this big ass old head, that, like you know probably is like significant as like Biggie or like Jay Z yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. And like Wiz Khalifa is like not even dropped a studio album. Um, first Wiz Khalifa song I listened to was Ink My Whole Body. <laughs> It's such a simplistic song. At the time, that was like, yo, that was like so fucking hard. How old are you? Um, shit. <laughs> I was young as a motherfucker. I was like 14, 15. Damn, that was like first year of high school. Ink my whole like body. The summer before my first year of high school and like the first year of high school. Right. That's, that's, yeah. That's that time period right there. God damn. Yeah. Wow, man. Vivek, uh, talk to me, man. Perfect albums. Casey Vet. <clears throat> Casey Veggie's Life Changes 
very very underrated mixtape okay so, so why is it perfect um first of all every song slaps every song like and he's great with hooks like he's a great hook writer he did so on um, the last Earl or the first Earl album. Great hook on that song, Hives. Hives, yeah. And yeah, he just he's just cranking out songs, right? And I was very mad at the label for pushing that as a mixtape and not his debut. Wow. Because that as a debut album, that's like incredibly strong. Wow. But then they just had to push that mixtape on him. Um, also, of course, um, my dark beautiful Twixes did. Mm. Um, mm. Classic. Weekend's first tape. Oh, I I don't know how I didn't mention that. Um, House of Balloons. Yes, yeah. yes. Even even Thursday has a lot of significance too. Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those first those first couple weekend projects changed the whole scape of R and B in my opinion. Because like I said, around the time that that had come out, um, R and B was losing its like mainstream significance. You know, like guys like Neo, um, Carrie Hilson. And all these artists were either changing their style or just it seemed like they were just stepping away from the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Carrie Hilson just disappeared after like Knock You Down was like one of her like, yeah, like last big release. And like that song is like ages old. Now. Yeah. That's almost like I think it's almost like uh, oh, uh, 10 or 11 years now. Yep. Shit's it's been a very long time. Um, But then The Weeknd did House of Balloons and I had heard about it. I don't know how, but uh, I remember when I found it, it was only a week old. Okay. I bumped that album for almost like two or three years straight. Yeah. Like just in shifts. I listened to that album for six months straight at one point. Like just oh, damn. like <laughs> I almost listened to nothing else. I listened to like spurts of other things, but yeah. House of Blooms was something that was always in rotation. Wow. Um, and it just blew my mind. Um, I knew like none of like the things that he was talking about in terms of like drugs, women, all that shit. Um, but just oh, the beauty and the sound. Yeah. It's just so awe-inspiring. The yeah. like, yeah, the uh, the intentional distortion and all that stuff that was done by Doc McKinney and yeah. Dream House Studios oh, and all that. Another good Toronto artist. Um, people are gonna hate on me because I'm actually a big Drake fan because uh, so far gone to me is a perfect. Yeah. Album. And so how many songs is that? That wasn't even a whole. Album, actually, no. So far gone's a lot longer than people actually yeah. remember it being. I think it's actually like almost like. 15 or 16 tracks could even be 17 to be completely honest okay but so far gone like has such a like such a way to it you know the way it flows is just perfect like i would not change the order of the songs at all i think it's a masterpiece because of the way the like it's ordered and how much difference there because like so far gone is another thing about it is like the release of so far gone most people know is the one that they did as like an EP before Drake's first real album and thank you later, mm-hmm. which had to cut a lot of songs for the simple reason that Drake sampled a lot of songs without having permissions to okay. have those samples. Right. But a lot of those songs are what like, you know, make it so amazing as an album. You know right. what I mean? Um, holy shit. It's uh yeah, it's 17 tracks. Okay. Wow. Yeah. A lot longer than 18 remember. in some versions. Holy shit. What actually it's 19 <laughs> songs because uh, some of them don't have the number on here but uh wow. very very well done project that gets slept on a lot i think drake's nothing was the same is also another project that is very perfect that yeah. people don't necessarily wow. realize wow. Is it, it has like a, like a one-two added fluff song for the simple fact of having a song of its type on there right but otherwise and, and nothing was the same i think is uh drake's second best project behind so far right? yeah so you um, thank so me later is very well done also damn would you what would you say Drake's best album to date is? 
today. I'm gonna have to say the playlist. Yeah. The playlist. More life, more life was great. More life was actually very good. No way. I know it was super long, but it, it, that you know might what? Be I feel like it's good for the reason of what it is. You know what I mean? Like they're just a bunch of good songs. Um, you call it a playlist instead of an album. Even so, um, they're all they've all have got their significance. I like the order. Yeah. It feels like a pretty good playlist. You know what I mean? Um, but it's not curated the same way same way you would curate an album. It's just mm. like a bunch of songs that were done, and you know what? Let's just put them all here. Jam together. And like order them so they seem like they fit. Mm. Huh. I would I would have to say t- take care is his, is his best piece of work. Really? For I mean, he also won a Grammy for it, so. That's, I mean, maybe I wouldn't, I don't want to say that. For some people that don't know, The weekend wrote about 70% of Take Care. Yeah, there you go. So that's, that's why it's a perfect album. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, sorry, you were saying, you said Casey Veggies, you said Kanye. Are there any that, any other ones off top? Pinata. Oh, wow. Which is with uh, Gibbs and Madlib. Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. Problem. Throughout, like straight, who would have thought, you know? But I've never heard of this collaboration, but I know who Freddie Gibbs and Madlib are. Yeah respectively i would have never seen them converging on any sort yeah, of yeah 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 you know, seriously definitely take a listen yeah to anyone listening who hasn't heard it pinata freddie gibbs and madlib i was not a believer in, in freddie gibbs prior to his kind of sing solo stuff mm-hmm. i wasn't the, the exactly. biggest fan of but really kind of turned on a switch wrote some really personal tracks on there and of course madlib's just legendary legendary production so that's a big one like gibbs is like a beast on these yeah. beats like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going off. He pers- kind of just like personifies this like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like in, in his music, he, you know, is very vivid about like his past and the lives that he and like, you know, those close to him have lived. Um, but it, I don't know. I kind of just like screamed. It screamed it on this project. And maybe that's just because of just like very uh, obviously sample and like loop based music kind of allows you to not just like sit so deep in the instrumental and, and allow the the lyrics to kind of shine a little bit more because um, you know you're not so fixated on like a chorus um, or like waiting for a quote-unquote drop it's just a beat that's going and then you have someone going in um, very good features on there what's his face Damo Damo Genesis Earl Sweat uh, Danny Brown has a great feature on there so yeah super super good album as well Brandon um, Brown slept on because he looked like a crackhead. Yeah, man, he his, his latest project is is not is not the most palatable to me. I mean, off the bat for the the standard kind of Danny Brown fan, but as like an art piece, <laughs> Danny Brown did something like tremendous. Honestly, I, I was very impressed by that album, but like to me, it didn't seem Danny Brown. Yeah, it was because like it was different. so vastly different from anything Danny Brown had really taken in, especially his last project. Yeah, like it was just completely off the wall in comparison. That's right. But then again, it personifies the fact that he looks like a crackhead anymore. Because <laughs> like, oh man, look at the decisions he's making. He's just like yeah. All over the place. I mean, it's cool. It's cool that he just you know he embraces his his look he embraces who he is and on top of that i think from my understanding he just got a lot more money and a lot more creative agency for this project from his label and i was like all right i'm gonna do me um so good for danny brown because he still pumps out singles every once in a while like he did this yeah. one with bronson he does, he does some good features every yeah once in a while. yeah um magic bronson is an aspiration yeah <laughs> yeah action bronson that guy's living like one of the happiest life ever seriously yeah. blue chip 7000 i can't wait for that project yeah. but he's something else baby uh, blue yeah. <laughs> yeah. That song. That's so, like, 
I know like we're talking about perfect albums in a lot of contexts, but that's that's like a perfect song. Baby Blue, I can put on and just feel so good <laughs> listening yeah. to it. Him and Chance. But he had some other slappers on the album as well, like some major songs. Terry, Acting Crazy. Terry, ah, Acting Crazy. Acting Crazy. Was shout wild, out, shout out Noah Shabib yeah. for producing that one. Oh, true, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? City Boy Blues, perhaps one of the best songs on the album because he's just singing oh, over true. like the most intense, raunchy uh, blues beat. Sounds a good one too. That album had the intro where he sang as well, but yeah. uh, I got a brand new car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a hard I got a brand new car. What, is, what was the what was the end of that? Huh? Uh, I got a brand new car. <laughs> I got a something. I uh, can't remember. It was, it was, was probably so just like ah, ah, start it over. I fucked up. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, just just super super clinical. Mm. A big body bass feature on there too. Big body. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm waiting for body language to come up. <laughs> Big body that's, that's gonna come soon. So, <laughs> um, guys, if I can share a few albums that I think are are perfect, please. Um, I man, anyone who knows me knows that I can't stop talking about this guy, River Tiber, Indigo, <laughs> best album of 2016. I'm I, gonna go to the grave saying um, that in the year 2016, the best album was put out. F Pablo. F anything else, F Joe, F whoever put out music in 2016. River Tiber put out the best goddamn album of the year, 2016. Is it pronounced Tiber? That's how I pronounce it. Okay, because like, <laughs> I know who you're talking about, and I very much enjoyed that project. Yeah. Um, I thought it was River Tiber. Oh, fair enough, man, fair enough. So, um, who knows? I guess. We'll get him on this I, pod. Oh, off. End of the year, oh, and yeah. he'll confirm. Just like uh, we had our good pal Janssen come on, as we pronounced him. <laughs> Ever so embarrassingly for a year, we pronounced his name Yan Chan, and he came on the show and very gracefully and very thankfully shared with us how to properly pronounce his name because we should pronounce people's names properly, you know? Um, So River Tiber, Indigo, perfect album. Um, Just the other day, I was talking to a friend of the show, Babu, about Travis Scott Rodeo. Oh. Perfect album. No, 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 no. I have a lot of beef with the state. Really? Uh, we're talking about rodeo. Like we're talking his, about rodeo, his, like, like debut the debut album. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to hear um, this. Rodeo is not perfect. Rodeo has a lot wrong with it because it did not follow its predecessor properly. Right. Now, I've been a Travis Scott fan fairly early on. Like, Likewise. I got Days Before Rodeo a little while after it came out. Right? Okay. Um, and that was actually the first Travis project I listened to. Um, I went back and listened to Alfred oh, after. Um, as I became a fan due to Days Before Rodeo. Now, again, my major genre seemed to be kind of dropping off the map. Like, mm-hmm. rap seemed like it was not, and hip-hop seemed like it wasn't heading in the right direction. And then a friend of mine, I remember mentioning Travis Scott to me on multiple different occasions, right? And I seen the artwork for Days Before Rodeo. Brilliant. And I'm like, this looks so stupid. Really? So I fucking downloaded <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked amazing. Like, after the first track, I, I couldn't stop listening. I was trance yeah. the, the musical production um some songs i didn't even like right off the bat and then a friend of mine who was also very into travis scott um would like fight me on them right much the same way we do we're kind of debating now right um and i walked away with like one of my favorite tracks being a song i didn't even like when i first heard the album. which one was that Do sloppy you toppy <laughs> I, oh I, this, this is gospel down, this is this uh, this needs this <laughs> statement needs to be recorded for its exact significance sloppy toppy is one of the greatest <laughs> trap rap songs ba, ba, of ba, all ba, 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 time ba, 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 the production up and down the jumping from the travis scott to migos the violin to harmony. Long, oh, like, back to migos 
Sloppy Tuppy in the Maserati. She gonna get her tuppy like a. <laughs> I can't finish the line. Realize, listen to Sloppy Toppy, and then just listen to how the beat changes after Travis Scott, Trav like uh, changes into Migos, and you see they go from like hard, like you know, banging like trap riffs to like classical piano. Yeah, it's just violin like, sample. Exactly, and violins and like oh my god, it, the production on that song is off the charts. Um, and overall, it's such an enjoyable project to listen to. Yeah. Um, Days Before Rodeo, perfect album. Okay. Rodeo, it did not. It Travis started doing that more autotune thing that he's more widely known mm -hmm. for now, but that natural griminess he has to his voice is what appealed to me so much about Days Before Rodeo, which is why I had a problem with Rodeo. With Rodeo, I've gone back to Rodeo, and I very much agree it's a phenomenal project. Yeah. Um, but it didn't have that same concise nature that uh, Rodeo had. Like, day, or, I mean, Days Before Rodeo gotcha. had. Days Before Rodeo, like, everything felt like it belonged together. Like, yeah. like, they were all, like, you know, born in the same kind of, like, you know, instance. Whereas, like, Rodeo felt like it was kind of rushed. It mm. felt like, you know, that it didn't have that same concise nature where everything felt like it belonged. Like, it all it had just one, together, like, right? solid piece. But that's just my personal right. opinion. I've been very against Rodeo since it came Fair out. enough, fair enough. No, I, I, you and I seem to be in similar positions because, um... I was very recently made fun of by a friend because uh, I was telling him, I was like, oh, you know, first time I, I got to see Travis Scott was, you know, shortly after Al Faro released. Some of the Hoxton for $15 and it was great. She was like, oh, you saw him at the Hoxton for $15. <laughs> I was like, ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Either <laughs> way. Either way. Yeah, I was talking about it because it's like, oh, I. At the time, the significance of Travis Scott. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, maybe yeah. and, <laughs> and I guess I had very briefly, very briefly after not going to that show, but same thing, I had gone to see him at Danforth Music Hall, and very briefly after you that, were at show, that show, yeah, I was at that okay, show. Okay, that was unbelievable. That was fucking wild. Unbelievable. That, but I was I was disappointed because of how much that show was hyped up before. Really? Like, it didn't get as wild as I know Travis Scott shows can get. Really? Okay. Uh, part of it has to do with the security. Um, but right. oh man, I had actually made a shirt for Travis Scott no way. to throw on the stage, and I couldn't get close enough to stage. I even tried to make friends with one of the security guards, so they let me like down to the stage level. Right, right, right. They were not having it. Um, yeah. So, but anyways, oh my gosh, fucking nutshell. I almost got kicked out actually for uh, for raging too hard. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, super good show. And I guess yeah, one of the big things I remember saying to a friend afterwards was like, oh, you know, this is probably the last time that you know people will get a chance to pay forty dollars to see travis scott and you know i guess very recently uh, that same friend had messaged me being like oh like yeah you gotta pay 150 bucks to see him on tour with kendrick lamar right oh. now which is amazing but um regardless of the fact yeah al Faro was unbelievable i couldn't stop listening to him when it first came out because um it's 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 the most different travis yeah scott that's right it's like a, him at his most raw he was probably like 1920 when it came out if not younger um, that's the project that they say had such a large role in influencing parts to Yeezus or at least, you know, that kind of more distorted, distorted kind of like 808 sound that, that Kanye or had featured Adopted, on Yeezus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Days Before Rody was an extension, was just like an extension of him just like going harder on those drums and more importantly collaborating with the people that were going to 
take him that one step further this is like the not the introduction obviously metro was around but this is like the beginning of like a but very beautiful the, yeah, relationship i think like days before rodeo came at the dawn of that era yeah because even if you go back and look at that tape um a lot of people on that tape you look at now as like you know like the epitome of like yeah. rap and hip-hop thugger. like yeah thugger at that time people were still like yo fuck this guy yeah right um uh, Migos, yeah, yeah, Migos. People always, used, <laughs> remember, yeah, people used to make fun of Migos all the time, like who was, who was, because like that's they're kind the, of what they the, sound like. They're the epitome yeah. of hip hop, right? Now. Right, and right now, like they're they're what's like the hottest thing in the world. You know what yeah. I mean? You look at Migos and you're like, oh man, it kind of puts a smile on your face. Just yeah. like they're they're just fun loving guys like making kind of like trap music. You know what I mean? <laughs> they look like a gorilla, baby. And we gotta shout out my guy Meek Millie. Straight oh from God, the streets. Yeah, shout out Meek. You know my guy. Dropped a new album. Ew, my favorite rapper. My favorite rapper ever. Oh, are anyway, you serious? No. <laughs> no, oh, definitely God. not. He's the greatest that. rapper ever. Mims is better than, uh, <laughs> than Meek Mill. But anyway. Meek Will will never tell you this is why it's hot. Yeah. It's true. Exactly. Yeah. See? No, that's right. But uh, yeah, I didn't even give it a listen. I don't want to. Yeah, listen. I don't want to try. It sounded like literally the, the, the layout was exactly like every Meek Mill song you've ever heard. Starts off with like a little monologue over this kind of sad beat. Sad beat transitions into this hard beat. Next song. Very hard beat goes in. Next song, a little bit more luscious beat. The sample or whatever it is involves a little bit more violin. It's more about, you know, uh, the guys in his life that have passed away, all the people that have switched up on him. Fifth track involves some kind of R&B singer singing the chorus. Involves him just like over a standard beat. Fifth or sixth song, a really heavy beat. And of course, you know, you get the grandiose Rick Ross feature. Tight. Then the rest <laughs> of it is trash, 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 trash. Outro, done. Okay, so... Like I don't, I didn't want to download it because I didn't want to waste twenty megabytes Yo, shut worth up, of space because I needed to update my flashlight app. <laughs> so I thought that would that would be more effective. I gained more from the flashlight whoa, whoa, hold app. Hold on, hold on. When my house oh, is dark, I own an LG where I can upgrade down, everything. Yeah, when the lights, it's so I can jam my fucking <laughs> fingers up at what I'm feeling. First of like. all, how dare you? I can pull out the battery whenever I want. Yeah, can you not <laughs> add expendable memory as well? Or I can do that as well up to 250 gigs. So what's the deal, pal? What happened to your expendable memory? Why can't you give me a little bit of room? Uh, nah, it's... It's too, if too Nick, much. If it's not... Because you're a fraud. If Nicki Minaj can't give it room, I don't think Nivik gonna give it room But back to what Chris said, man, that was spot on about the whole... Um, track one through yeah, me so just, he probably does 19 because yeah. he, he knows uh, people aren't going to listen the whole way through so track yeah one through yeah. five is track number seven, track number whatever with uh, with Rick Ross and Yo Gotti usually the best song on there <laughs> uh, just because it's it's just like perfect it's just like t- it's it sounds like every good Rick Ross song I've ever heard and it's on a Meek Mill album so whatever um, I guess back to what we were originally saying about Rodeo I'll kind of wrap this up here why I thought Rodeo ends up being a perfect album and this is this is tough because i would hundred i would argue every project before birds in the trap was perfect by travis scott where where yeah where rodeo ends up falling sh- or where rodeo doesn't end up falling short is one he's working with mike dean on this one start to finish so everything's gonna sound crisp and two he he uh kind of like i i felt like he figured out all the weird stuff on his last two albums that a lot of people liked, like Zombies on Days Before Radio, weird song. I can't get enough of it. So oh. good, super, super good. Shout out Lex Luger. 
takes me back to like listening to metal music. Yeah, just like everything about it, super sinister. Um, and then you get weird stuff like uh, Drive, the song you did with Font Leroy on things. Such a such a missed out on Travis yeah, Scott. Exactly. If you think you know Travis Scott and you haven't heard Drive. <laughs> You don't know yeah drums. just listen listen to it seriously because uh, you know a lot of the the way the drums work he's just like chord progressions early on reminiscent and then you you kind of get to rodeo and this is where he knows those weird things exist and he and he slowly kind of fits them into like all those different songs for example on songs like i can tell an impossible are like sleeper I tracks on tell, that right baby, sleepers yeah didn't get oh, any I radio love, love whatever does, it was goes nuts and i can tell exactly yeah me. um oh just connecting travis scott and meek mill because we were kind of touching yeah, yeah, yeah. too um travis scott sampled one of the best samples i've ever heard in my life for people that don't know drake oh. and meek mill had a song together it was a meek mill song way back in the day amen called, uh, that amen yeah that's exactly what it's called for one of the dream taster uh, i think it was probably two yeah i think it was probably two yeah. but anyways the sample that he used on that track set travis resamples for the popular song apple pie right um and I just found a song that doesn't necessarily sound like it samples it exact, but it's by a guy named Jay Prince, some random uh, uh, London cat. Okay, right, the name sounds waste, super familiar. Waste No Time. Okay. It's pretty bang. Same nice sample. Just because, right? just like that, that kind of um, piano to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's got kind of honky tonky. Melody. Yeah. It just reminds me of it, and uh, yeah, I feel like someone needs to re 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 sample. Re 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 sample. Yeah. Re re sample that track. Um, I have a feeling it might be Nav. For whatever reason, Nav Jot. Really? Yeah, just because he's Nav. <laughs> okay. How did you feel about uh, perfect timing? It was uh, the perfect time for because I haven't listened to it. <laughs> oh. I, I'm here. I, okay, so where I work, luckily, a lot of these guys listen to the trash shit like just <laughs> fucking religiously. Yeah. Um, and I I've heard I like almost the entire album like through a closed door. Right. <laughs> but I haven't like listened to it through my headphones. Um, yeah, I've been very bad about updating my music lately, which is like one thing that has changed drastically because usually I'd be on like on it every week, like updating my music. Yeah. So I need to definitely get back on that wave. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things about Perfect Timing. But then again, trap music is a very like a different thing. You don't gauge it the way you That's gauge right. regular That's music. That's right. You know what I mean? People who are telling you it's a good album are the same people who are telling you they only listen to bangers. Exactly, right? Because wow, okay. I only heard bad reviews. That's what I. That's what I mean. And those, I mean the people who I yeah. did who I did get bad reviews from are the people who also don't just listen to bangers. Oh, um, okay, so see, I would probably have more of like the opinions you've heard, right? Just because like that's not the only thing I'm listening. To. Like I listen to jazz, yeah, like exactly. bad, bad, not good is like yeah. one of one of my favorite things to listen to is on my spare Isn't time. Um, big R and B guy, big hip hop guy. That's right. Yeah. Um, so when you put it in grand scheme of things, or at least you know you're listening oh, for best, more than best trap album out right now. I don't even think it's a trap album. There's Young Thugs, Beautiful Thug Girl. Oh yeah, it's phenomenal. Honestly, I am so impressed. I'm not a Young Thug fan. <laughs> like all of his other albums, none of them have really appealed to me, right? Mm. Um, and even a friend of mine who's like huge old school hip hop guy, like Young Thug's last album, not Jeffrey, the one before that. A slime season three. Slime season yeah. three. Spectacular. Yeah, was a big fan of that, right? But beautiful thug of girls. The collaboration he has with Future, mind you, you can find on YouTube um, pretty easily. Yeah. The collaboration he does with Future is like the absolute summer banger. There is no song better than that song, yeah. in my opinion. Like it, when you hear the chorus, you're gonna be like, yo, this is like so poppy, <laughs> but it's like so disrespectful. I mean, the song's called Relationships, the whole bass of the song is having relationships with multiple women at right. the exact same time, and they're all okay with uh, it. Polygamy. So, New like, concept. Yeah. Um, Beautiful Thug of Girls, 100% recommend. 
Amazing. Okay, uh, we got to change up the pace here because there's something that we need to talk about that was very recently asked by some, a fan of the show or maybe a hater of the show. We don't know, but it's through our lovely Curious Cat page where we had a bunch of people ask us a bunch of great questions, which we very recently answered. Uh, so thank you for patiently uh, waiting for us to answer these things. I think for the most part, we had a lot of answers, but we just didn't understand how to use the, pro- <laughs> the program. Yeah, not, uh, but no, we figured it out now. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at High Top Flip Flops. And, uh, and you can see a lot of what we post there. And you can also ask us a bunch of questions. Curiouscat.me forward slash High Top Flip Flops. So question someone very recently asked to us that we want to talk to Josh about because we now know from talking before we started recording that he is someone with a bit of experience doing this we want to ask him let's see what this question says here thoughts on lucid dreaming so our reply to this was yo this shit mad tight but how do y'all know what's happening and how do we link up in each other's dreams because that's all we know about lucid dreaming but josh knows a whole lot more and he's gonna break it down for us the okay. ins and outs yes so lucid dreaming is actually an interesting thing you can practice it believe it or not so it's actually something you can trigger um a couple different ways to do it i would say the easiest way and the one that i used to do was uh, you kind of put yourself into sleep paralysis right so essentially just lying still and closing your eyes but being able to keep your mind awake so just your body falls asleep and then you can kind of put yourself almost immediately into a dream after that right so most of the time, if you're trying to trigger it, that's the way it's going to happen. Just trying to put yourself in sleep paralysis. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, lucid dreaming, it's kind of fun because, like, you know, you're in control of, like, this huge scape that you can just build with the thought of your mind, right? It's a hard thing to keep control of um, because, essentially, lucid dreaming is being on the absolute edge of just waking up, right, but still being asleep. So, um, that's the unfortunate truth about lucid dreaming. Right. Is like you're playing with your dreamscape. So uh, for anyone that's seen Inception, that movie is a great explanation of the way lucid dreams work. There are side effects. As you keep practicing the sleep paralysis and the lucid dreaming, right? Um, lucid dreaming ultimately leads to astral projection, which is its own whole thing. Um, but you'll start getting, uh, during sleep paralysis, uh, you get like, Sleep paralysis is a weird thing because if you wake up and you're still in sleep paralysis, so your body's asleep, your mind's awake, what your mind does is creates like a hallucination, a fearful hallucination, almost a dream while you're awake um, to wake your body up. As your body's asleep and your mind's awake, your mind's kind of freaking out because it has no control over your body, right? So it creates this hallucination that kind of like so during my practices of lucid dreaming, I dealt with three of these uh, hallucinations. Mind you, these hallucinations, if you can actually beat them and let them not scare you awake, you can astral project. Mm. So uh, fun little tidbit. Um, so one morning I wake up, I can't move, right? So I know I'm like on the edge of yeah. like, you know, possibly astral projecting. Um, and then I see like something move under the sheets and like then I see a cockroach and then I see like four and then I see like six all like crawling in my torso area Jesus. and I jumped out of bed flicked my sheets into the air and I see there's nothing on the bed not, not even like a single like bug 
And then I'm like, oh fuck, I realized what it was. And like, but that was it was so realistic. It was fucking scary. I could feel the sensation of them on my body, but I couldn't move at the time. Mm. Um, second time was even more like fucked up because I woke up. Um, at the time, I'm sleeping on a mattress on the floor, and um, it was like I saw the, uh, the chick. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm not and, and she, she's just like looking at me and like turning her head at these weird fucking angles. I'm like, oh. yeah, and then I see her look at the edge of my feet, like where like the, uh, the, sh- the sheet is. She shot under the sheet, so she's like going towards like my face. Uh, I shot out of bed, realized that it was obviously a hallucination, yeah. and I felt like, you know, oh, shit. The third one really pissed me off because I, I woke up on my side and I was literally staring at like red eyes like charcoal skin version of myself like literally like if you've seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World it yeah. was mega Josh whoa yeah um and it's just staring me in the face and I'm like this you know like just completely paralyzed and it just like jerks towards me like that and I fucking jumped so hard <laughs> I was such a I felt like such a bitch I got scared by myself <laughs> that's spooky regardless yeah. so that's one thing that happens when you lose a dream um the sleep paralysis you can have uh those like fearful hallucinations first thing when you wake up um two is if you do too much of it you can blur the re- the line between uh reality and uh what's actually dream mm-hmm. um the first time i ever actually triggered it full on by myself um i was just like on my street right and i'm like okay how do i know this is a dream right i thought it was a dream and i felt like it was a dream but you don't truly know so i started jogging and then I jumped and then like it was a regular jump and then before I landed I jumped again all of a sudden soared through the fucking air and I'm all of a sudden flying above houses in the street <laughs> having the time of my life it was fucking great I, I legitimately felt like I was flying it was friggin sick um but the more that you attempt to do it sometimes like you lose control while you're still in the dream and things don't exactly go in your manner um some of your dreams can last intensely long not necessarily in real time, but in dream time. I've lived three days in a dream before. So, uh, yeah. So How do you know that? Um, it's just legitimately feeling the timestamps and I'm waking up and being like, what the fuck is happening? Where am I? Like, So this particular dream is, I'm not, we'll describe one of those side effects I'm talking about, um, blurring reality and dream. Obviously living three days in a dream, right? Things start to turn a little bit fuzzy when you really think you're there. Yeah. Right? So in this dream, I'm being this girl whom I don't even actually know by person, just by face. Um, so you know I'm dating her things are going well you know just like took her out enjoyed the day with her uh, met her parents and then like on the third day like I lost control on her grandma died and I'm like at a funeral like with her and her family um, well like they're trying to like you know bury her like for the eulogy or the viewing and I'm like uh, they're like oh you're so sweet for being around my family and shit like that and like I was just so mind blown and then when I finally woke up I was like covered in cold sweats like heaving struggling for breath I actually had to like jump into the shower and hit myself with cold water it's like that like hard reset Man. to realize okay I'm here I'm here like as like real as that was and as long as that lasted like it's not real so that one actually fucked me up a little bit um and like things like that will happen right where some of your dreams like you may not even be lucid but like you'll lose total control of it and like by the time you wake up you don't really know what's what right away Whoa. Um, so that's why they said like uh, schizophrenia can be caused by actually lucid dreaming. Oh my gosh! Um, it hasn't necessarily been proven, but a lot of people have lost their their wire because you know you're you're essentially blurring that gap, right? If you spend too much time in a dream, enjoying it, right? 
that's why I was saying Inception is uh, a very true way of describing lucid dreaming because if you put the, the wrong thought in someone's head and they spend too much time in that dream world, it can really blur what's what. Damn. Man, that's spooky. So lucid dreaming can be fun. Just don't think it's like an everyday thing. It's, yeah. it's like an intense hallucinogen. Just that's the best way to look at it. You wouldn't be popping tabs with LSD every day, so I don't think you should lucid yeah. dream every day either. And uh, and did you first get into it from just like stumbling upon it, being like, okay, I'm here, or did you ha- have you read read something or watched something prior to? You? I, I really did look into it. Okay. I find a lot of the like weird kind of uh, journeys I decide to put myself on and I'm researching a lot. Even cool. Like, before I smoked, like, right. I actually researched like, shit. <laughs> and then I remember like smoking with these guys who were like my cousins. Like, because they're just regular-ass stoners. And I'm, like, saying, like, oh, is this, like, a CTA place? Like, is it locally performing? <laughs> so, like, yeah, I that. Um, so I really did research it a lot. Um, but the thing is, when you research lucid dreaming, I feel like a lot of it is kind of like, oh, okay, like, look how fun this is, and this is how you do it, right? And uh, I haven't really seen anything that, like, warns people about the side effects you can get from it. Yeah. Very, right. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. There are like side effects to practicing lucid dreaming. So do at your own uh, discretion. Yeah. Uh, be cautious. God damn. Yeah. God damn. We've. Uh, I don't know. I'd we've got something to say. I would just say, <laughs> so basically, never lucid dream. That's gonna. <laughs> there's uh, so many negatives to that. That was not a. That just sounded scary. Like scary. Like all of your dreams were nightmares. Shout out Meek Mill. (laughs) There's like one good one out of the what thirty. Well, actually, I mean, like, <laughs> nah, she got... dies, bro. Like, none oh, of them shoot. are good. Yeah, no, no, terrible. <laughs> They're all well, okay. No, the, the advertent ones, but like, I've had like, so, like, I've had like lucid dreams where like I just threw a party and shit. Like, I imagine that's kind of cool. Um, but substances act very differently <laughs> in dreams. So, like, if you drink, like, you don't get smashed. You get like smashed. I felt like my abs were like caving in one point. And I'm, oh my like, gosh. Oh, just like ready to fall over after like a couple of drinks in a dream i'm like oh shit like this is, like slurring so hard like you were like are you okay like oh, that's so scary that is terrible that's the thing right because like things react that's that's what triggers a lucid dream a lot also like when people have them more naturally it's usually realizing that something is way too different from real life and it's just like all of a sudden it's like you got control yeah. most times if that happens you excite yourself too much and wake yourself up within the next minute or two wow man learned a lot here i've got anti-boner for lucid dreaming right now <laughs> no bonus for lucid dreaming <laughs> honestly in all honesty i would not recommend in the long scheme of things i was really into some spiritual shit and thought like oh man this is how i'm gonna get in tune with the universe and uh, oh my god that's how i got in tune with like what reality is it? <laughs> wow. There you have it. To any of you floppers out there who are curious to know about lucid dreaming, this has probably been the most in-depth discussion we've had about a curious crack question. So thanks, Josh. Oh, no problem. Resident lucid really dreaming shut up. <laughs> expert in the house. Um, we've just about reached the end of this episode, but before we do, we've got to jump into a segment that we were lucky enough to start off with our boy, Seda. Um, Josh also came in the cut with a pack on him so we gotta we gotta do this segment here what's in that pack josh if you would kindly oh that's true pull out your uh your bag real quick oh absolutely and uh and just talk to us about what you got in your pack right now okay. so before we 
to talk about what's in my. Well, let's talk about the pack. Yeah, we've been talking about the pack for so long. I'm not necessarily a hype beast, but I'm a very big fan of particularly bait. Um, I've liked camel stuff growing up. I've always liked military style for some reason. So I have a little bait and Samsonite side bag that a friend of mine was Fantastic. Um, kind enough to get me uh, on his trip to Japan. Oh, amazing. Um, P.S. for any of you bait heads. Vape is ridiculously cheaper in Japan <laughs> than it is anywhere else, like below market value. So just keep that in mind. And they are the market, so that's hilarious. They are the market. <laughs> um, so inside my lovely bag here, um, front pocket here, I've got this beautiful shitty wood grinder that smells like absolute gorgeous flower. <laughs> um, that's it for that pocket. Uh, I've got this Ziploc baggie that I've fashioned as a wallet uh, because money's too thick to fit in my wallet fantastic so that's that um my actual wallet uh this is actually kind of nice made by a gentleman uh from toronto named sp badu he produces post-gender clothing oh. meaning that it's uh, not supposed to fit males or females a particular way that it's supposed to fit both genders the same way right that is not right so very big fan of his brand for that so, can um, you say that again sorry sp badu actually um shout outs to him because uh his most recent uh release a pair of uh very nice track pants were actually uh seen on asap rocky like wow. not even a couple days after no way so, does he have any socials does he is there yeah, a place so, where you, um, you guys can follow uh sp sp badu um or underscore bvdu uh, for his personal account um, but if you want to see any of his work, he is a phenomenal uh, designer, all cut and sew. There's some pieces Ooh. he hasn't even ever released that are absolutely nuts. So, uh, yeah, you got I your have, hands on this. Yeah, so um, you can find it if you want with this wallet. It's quite a nice wallet. fits like four or five cars comfortably. You can fit your phone in it. It's got like this really nice belt loop yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I took off just because uh, I don't have my wallet in my pocket most of the time right. anymore. But that's in there. Um, battery charger for the phone because you know i have no life and my phone needs to be charged at all points of day sure. hand sanitizer because you know um we love to smoke it but no one likes the dank on the hands actual dank uh, we got some some wi-fi og because we, we always connected <laughs> hey shout out to weed push uh, baby so okay i didn't know this was in here okay uh, this is why we do this segment right here man I'm not going to shout this out because okay. I have an odd feeling that this was stuck in here with the intention to be shouted out because okay. this is uh, someone's, uh, someone's business card, uh, their live sound engineer, so they're oh. not getting a shout out. <laughs> okay. They're trying to slip this in <laughs> without me knowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck you for that. <laughs> um, shit to keep clean my glasses. Fantastic. An orange lighter because why not? Yeah. A dollar. Oh, I'm man. Less. I'm uh, happy about that. I'm Boom. Sleeping. Plus the keychain. That sucks. What else we got in here? Some lint. A popcorn kernel. <laughs> Compared yeah. to most, this is a little, this is a larger larger pack than the most people yeah, are rocking these so. days, which is good. And then, uh, yeah, lastly is just like another vape and vape juice because you know vape juice. Daddy needs his juice. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's Shout out Eric Andre for that line. That's oh, yeah. one of my favorite Eric Andre lines. God damn it. <laughs> hey man, thanks for uh, taking part in what's in that sack today. 
Uh, and thank you for joining us on this episode. God damn. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. Wish I could do stuff like this more often. Yeah, man. We'll, uh, we're happy to provide as an outlet for you and for for all the goddamn homies in the goddamn world. Yeah, I wish I had more. All of them. Hey, man. Listen, you keep coming back. They already know where the Instagram is because we told them right off the jump. So they didn't have to wait till the end of the episode to find out because, you know, some of y'all impatient motherfuckers don't want to listen to an hour 50. You don't have to. Seriously, Cyrus. That was very that was angry, but I, I agree with you. Hey, it's okay. You know what? Listen to the first five minutes. We're going to figure this out. You know, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure out how to captivate you slowly but surely if we haven't already. Caress your earbuds. Exactly. With that nice too. As always, we got to finish this episode. You have a good voice. You have a good voice. That was, radio. A, that was a luck, you luxurious. Chris, you guys should start a podcast. We should We should just, yeah. Called we, High we Top Flip Flops 2. <laughs> called High Top Flip Flops. We, we could be the uh, the next Roz and Mocha, but it would just be like Mocha oh, and Mocha. Mocha and Mocha. Double Mocha. Double Express. You like them? You guys like them? I actually think they're they? di- for radio. <laughs> actually, for radio, I think their dynamic is actually yeah. not bad because they're so vastly different, but they actually, like, their dynamic seems really authentic and legitimate. Yeah. Um, especially like they're always like gut busting laughing at, at, for some fucking reason. Yeah. Whereas like any other radio show is like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Ha, yeah. Ha, stupid laughter. Yeah. Right. It's funny you say that. A friend of mine who listens to the show, she had to tell me Vic. She was just saying the other day that most of the time she finds herself laughing at this podcast because she just hears group laughter on the show and it's just kind of like a infectious. weird infectious thing to hear people laugh, which is good. It's a positive thing, I suppose. So. Shout out to those guys. Um, I think I've seen them on TV, but I don't think I've ever actually listened to them on air to really know. Um, we got to finish the show with our final word. We always conclude the show by saying our final word for the podcast. Snake man, what's your final word slash words? Uh, two things. Just you know, how to, you know how to replace a flat tire. It's going to happen, so just learn to do it now. Great. Don't keep pushing it. Second thing, hey, it's uh, Chris's birthday in about 10 minutes, so... Hey man, thanks, thanks guys. I uh, appreciate that. Josh, man, what's your what's your final word here? My final word is um. Or words, you can you can say multiple. Nivek never gets it right though. So. If you're going to fake flex, at least own up to it. People will respect you more. Man, beautiful. Yeah, like this chain that I'm wearing is just gold plated, but it looks nice. It looks great, and you like it. I like it. That's you know, all that matters. Just a, little, just a little fucking ice cream cone. I ain't Gucci, you know. I need that shit tattooed to the side of my face. <laughs> Shout out to Gucci for being free. I'm pretty sure this is actually something we touched on last time. So Gucci free. Yeah, remember he's free. that. Three albums have been released since we last spoke to you, Josh. So. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually a huge Gucci Mane fan, in like all honesty. Amazing. Yeah. So listen to Gucci Mane. Support the uh, the father of the trap. Yep. You wouldn't have your Migos or your two chains without him. Mm. That's fact right there. I'm Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka the Temple Hemingway, aka Lil Poopy Dirt, aka Mr. Date Your Girl with you. I'm here with. Nivek, aka Nivek, aka Nivek Cocoa Butter, aka Big Seon, aka Tamil Tyrese. Josh, man, give us one aka for yourself. Just one before Just we one? leave. Just one? Just uh, one. Aka Charlie Brown Boy. Boom. Well, that's it. Episode 25. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Mama, they gon' feel this way. So much bullshit on my mind, it hurts my brain. So much bullshit on my mind, it is Charge it to the wave, yeah, 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 yeah. Heard they wanna kill a nigga, I be thinking if the haters love to really feel a nigga. I be trying to chill, but nigga, if a nigga riding on my wave, I want to send this nigga. 
I'm not really bill a nigga, thanks for the wave, then disappearance, we just tell him. I've been flexing on him since before the phones were called us in the internet with Dallas niggas. Try to catch a nigga slipping at the border, I sling a marijuana. Upon a Ricky caught a case, and when I travel state to state, I gotta leave him at the border. Every time nigga come around, talking about how I'm not around. Every time nigga come around, you gonna tell me I'm not around. Every time I come around, you acting like I'm not around. I'ma come around, you acting like I'm not around. Yeah. Girl, why you talking down? Girl, what you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Don't give a man a run around. Why you gotta run yeah. your mouth? Yeah, yeah. Exes in the expectations. A hundred texts with exclamations. I give a bitch a reservation. Duck to get no explanation. Nowadays I'm doing fine. My only fear is losing time, yo. Backstage group of time, yo. Suck a dick and lose your mind, yo. I came, I saw. Conquered them all without a deal, my dog. How's it feel, my god? Clearly loves me more than y'all. Yeah. Clearly loves me more than y'all. Yeah. I told my baby mama they gon' feel this way. So much bullshit on my mind, it hurts my brain. So much bullshit on my mind and this is saying, yo, yo. Charge it to the way, yo, 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 yo. Come through and fuck up they day off for four hours a day. Shabbos on Shabbos, a nigga got days for my days. Used to have maximum stress on that minimum wage. Now it's just niggas, they feeling away. Fuck all they feelings, dog. Fuck all they feelings, ayy. Niggas is feeling away. Fuck all they feelings and fuck all they bitches too. Yeah. I gotta get it for mama and baby too. Yeah, yeah.